the one five ninth aspect of nakshatras are important to consider and we'll tell the rules of why it is so you'll find out in a minute check your ascendant number one ascendant angle the cusp of your ascendant whatever planet is close to the ascendant especially if it is rahu ketu or jupiter are close to that cusp close to your ascendant angle that's the first rule number two if rahu or jupiter are your atma karaka we shall speak about this much later on number three if rahu and ketu are in one seven axis the first and the seventh axis Number four, if other planets are in conjunction with Rahu, Ketu or Jupiter in specific nakshatras, the focus being on specific nakshatras. And we'll deal with all the nine types of nakshatras here, really. Number five and the most important, if you have an exchange of lordship between the lords of nakshatras and or the dominance of one ruler of nakshatras in your chart for example if you have mercury and moon exchanging lords okay and then you have mercury dominated nakshatras this will be important and if jupiter is in that particular nakshatra of mercury you see what i'm saying so you've got to check which the ruler of the nakshatra is we have nine types basically nine classifications of three nakshatras each which makes it 27 so let's get into it so if you're looking at the chart, you see Rahu as 5th and ninth aspects. This is the 5th aspect of Rahu. We are taking 1st and 7th axis as an example. This is a blank chart, any chart. Okay. So Rahu, if it sits here, 5th aspect is looking at the 5th house. And ninth aspect is looking at the ninth house from the 1st. So this is being 1, this being 5th, this being ninth. In a similar way, if you see Ketu on the other side, because it's diagonally opposite, it will sit on the other side. Its fifth aspect is the eleventh house from the seventh house, and its ninth aspect is the third house. This is how Ketu will behave. If you take Jupiter, Jupiter, if it's sitting in the tenth house, for example, its fifth aspect is the second house, and ninth aspect is the sixth house. So this being the one, this being the five, and this being the nine. This is very important to consider. Why do we say so? Because now if you see 90% of your chart, whoever your chart is, wherever Rahu, Ketu and Jupiter are placed, just these three points have a dominant influence on the rest of the chart. Apart from these blanked out ones, which you see in the original color. Rahu has impact on these brown houses. Ketu has impact on these light brown houses. Jupiter on these yellow houses in our example. This is the singular reason why it's very, very crucial for you to understand these videos. Okay. And I will get into one by one, one of the nakshatras after this introduction. But before that, we shall consider for the purposes of this study, Rahu is the point of focus and drive where you want to go in this lifetime. Ketu as past life conquered territory or your karma which you have already learnt and knowledge and finished. Ketu brings all the past life into this life. So whatever you learnt experience and knowledge, whatever you are already an expert in is Ketu. Jupiter as the point of wisdom where you need to take assistance off. Okay consider it like that in this particular aspect now let's get into the nakshatras 
Now let's discuss the 159 of moon nakshatras which are Rohini, Hasta and Shavana falling in Taurus, the heart of Taurus, the heart of Virgo and the heart of Capricorn. The commonalities being all these three are earthy signs. So first you got to see resources. Earth signs are about earthly resources. Yes. And it's exalted in the Navamsha of the second one. Taurus itself. We shall see this little later on. But first, let us understand what the moon itself stands for as a planet. It's important to study the planet itself. When you say moon nakshatras, what does moon stand for? Moon is an absorbent planet. It absorbs all the energies. It is sitting within a chart. It is absorbent in the emotional body. Whatever moon takes in, it absorbs and sends it and makes it a part of the emotional body. So these three nakshatras are very emotional in nature. Okay, we shall see this soon. So moon is an absorbent planet in the emotional body. It's like Mercury would be absorbent planet, but in the intellectual body, the mental body, the mind. Subconscious and conscious mind, intellectual brain, moon is the emotional brain. Okay. So like you can see here, the first pada goes in the Navamsha of Aries, second pada goes in Navamsha of Taurus, the third pada goes in Navamsha of Gemini, and the last pada goes in Navamsha of Cancer. Whenever nakshatras go into these first four signs, it's usually a sign of initiators of something, some new cycle is starting, you might say. Okay. So when moon goes into Aries, first pada, these people usually begin something new. If it goes to Taurus, which is the exalted form, second pada of each one is exalted, it is gathering resources. Moon is an energy in these nakshatra of gathering resources because it is falling in earthly signs, Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn. In the third pada, it is more about intellectual thought process, communication, more business-like. In the fourth pada, it is all about emotional content of what you have come to gather this time around. Okay, that's the way you interpret this going forward. But again, think moon, think emotional body absorption. Okay, now let's see what the general characteristics of all these three nakshatras might be looking like. So these are the general characteristics of the moon nakshatras. Number one, again, emotional body issues, excessive moodiness, absorption of all emotions from all around them. Now this becomes specific to different areas. Let's say if you take in Taurus, it seems to be all about family. It seems to be all about food. It seems to be about food and water. Moon stands for water and food. So you should really watch for moon nakshatras, how you consume your water and how you consume your food, right? So in Taurus, it might be more about, for Rohini nakshatra, about their resources, about their earned wealth. They get moody about such things. Emotional body issues arising out of food, out of wealth. In Virgo, because it is ruled by Mercury, it might be more intellectual issues, more sixth house, more rash speaking. 
being overtly critical about things all virgo kind of issues hasta might face and get moody because of those reasons yeah so think always sixth house second house that kind of a thing also in shravana nakshatra and capricorn it is more saturnian in nature because it's ruled by saturn in the zodiac yes so this nakshatra will have more things like getting too stuck with work with routines with root procedures right and getting moody about that today my work is not going well today i need it such and such to get done but this is not happening so get extremely moody as a result that's the translation shravana is making although it's not so in reality so moon translates in these nakshatras dominantly everything to a moody nature different ways in taurus virgo and capricorn number 2 they are about resource generation and management this is their key attributes of moon nakshatras moon is all about resources your emotional body resources even but being in the early signs it's more about earthly resources in taurus it's about gathering all your money resources right we shall see this in the next one in hasta it is gathering your intellectual resources what have you got your hands to work with what talents do you possess discovery of those talents and working those talents through intellectual body mercury in saturn it might be discovering how you go about the process of working your career it is a saturn zodiac after all the core lesson for all these moon nakshatras is not to waste food take care of how you eat your food be grateful when you eat your food when you consume even your water which we drink every day right and do not take the same from bad sources as in eating in all these restaurants in bad places you're absorbing that energy however it was cooked into your emotional body right for this moon nakshatra is very crucial to take good food not people who are cooking with some anger or just for commercial purposes okay take care of this now finally let's wrap this up with how this triangle ties in finally let's have a look at this triangle yes moon in the center rohini on top hasta and shravana okay right off the bat you will find that the exalted form of each nakshatra is in the second pada the artha pada meaning they have all about resources as we just talked about right moon nakshatra means resources taurus second house first one is going from taurus to taurus the most exalted form in rohini it's all about commerce business they are all about beauty and creation and attractive features very business like but they should be careful about the moodiness part like we spoke creation of food business farming agriculture real estate finance banking more of finance banking real estate because there's moon moon stands for real estate the fourth house life lesson nurturing inner love and charm to produce fruit that feeds the love you need to bring the love from yourself from your own emotional body rohini nakshatra hasta on the other hand goes to mercury daily work sixth house 
very critical in nature getting rid of negativity in the personality is their main drive they are all about knowledge think mercury ruler of virgo success through work hands hasta means hands here it's a work alik they need to work to produce their fortune creativity hard work and dexterous they're perceptive they can be good at art and music etc through hands anything that requires hands sculpture cartoon painting etc they are good with finances sixth house virgo house of accountancy so to speak yes and their life lesson becomes become inspired and alert in order to bring your gifts hasta if it is not inspired it becomes very critical in nature last one shravana in the artha goes from capricorn to taurus listening to good counsel take good advice to make progress in life they need inquisitiveness of the goal in order to find the path not aimless wandering capricorn does not have the brains saturn does not have the brains it needs to get inspired even hasta has inspiration shravana has inquisitiveness of the mind rohini has nurturing inner love so if rahu ketu or jupiter is sitting in the vertices of this triangle have a close look at what your calling is okay it has to do with your emotional body in some way it has to do with these three life lessons which are tied together the one five and nine also find out if there is exchange of lordship or more planets and points are exchanging lordship with moon nakshatras for example mercury sitting in a moon nakshatra moon sitting in a mercury nakshatra that is an exchange of lordship plus there is saturn and other planets scattered in your chart but now they are sitting in dominantly in moon nakshatras or aspecting from moon nakshatras you need to take care of your emotional body okay just keep that much in mind next we shall be dealing with mars nakshatras in the meantime take care comment if you find something useful from this and i shall see you in the mars rule nakshatras bye bye for now